Hi, and welcome to the Flute Talk Podcast, where we talk about all things flute, live here on Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon is a place for fans like you to come and support creators like us. So why not join us over on Patreon and help us continue to make great content? The Flute Talk Podcast is also brought to you by the Flute Center of New York. The Flute Center of New York has the world's largest selection of flutes. If you need to buy a flute or piccolo, the Flute Center of New York has you covered. With our code TFC at checkout, you can try up to three to four flutes for up to 10 days, have an extended 18-month warranty, and free shipping worldwide. So be sure to go to the website flutes4sale.com. So that's flutes4sale.com. Flutes4sale.com. Just be sure to use that code TFC for all those perks. And a little bit of that does go our way. Another sponsor as well, ourselves. We have a store. If you haven't noticed yet, we have a store over at store.theflutechannel.com. We have some shirts and posters and things like that over at Teespring. So you can definitely go there and get some merch, posters, whatever you'd like that we have. It will be there. You'll probably notice it on your videos. If you're interested, be sure to go to store.theflutechannel.com. That helps us out immensely. So yeah, on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Flute Talk Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Emily. How's it going, Emily? Good, how are you? The world's changing. <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, different things. Uh, this is the podcast that we do live once a month. And um, if you're on live on uh, YouTube, you can ask us questions on the side and the chat, and we'll try and answer a couple questions. But we're going to talk a little bit about how to now practice in a little bit of a changing atmosphere for most people now, right? Yeah, because it's difficult right now to get... Um the emulation from others, you know, get motivated by, let's say, the group class yeah. or the concert or the competition. It's kind of sad. A lot of yeah, or evaluations were, too. Yeah, yeah. Young people were preparing for competitions that have been canceled, and um, and performances for people too. A lot of people's performances in orchestras, from youth orchestras to professional yeah. orchestras, everyone's kind of on yeah. pause for a while. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's sad, but yeah. it's something that we all have to go through no, and kind of, yeah. yeah, no one can control it. And it's yeah. temporary. Yes, it is temporary. We don't know how long, but it's a, it's a temporary it's thing. It's going to end, you know? Yeah. It's not going to be like that forever. Yeah. But I think for me, like even for me, like I was just thinking when this happened like two weeks ago for us here in uh, Canada, it's just like, I thought, you know, I'm going to try to make a, not a schedule, but like have some foundation every day to be able to like do my work a little bit and everything, you know? I think one of the danger is to go at to go to bed at night with the feeling that you haven't accomplished anything. Right, that's one of them. So for sure. even if you don't do that much, and you shouldn't have a, I think it's not a healthy thing to have a super long list of things to do and be disappointed if you didn't do everything. Right. But even if you did just a few things, at least it's gonna make you feel a bit more happy at the end of the day, and you can really. Focus more on what you've accomplished. And exactly. if you didn't, maybe it's okay also some days to be a bit less, you know, uh, productive. But you can be, oh, tomorrow I'm going to do this thing. And it doesn't need to be... Uh, and like like for us, we have a schedule that's a bit... Um, we try to keep a certain schedule in our day so it's not completely cha chaotic. Because yeah. we don't have external things giving us a schedule as much right. as we used to. But it's still a bit flexible yeah it's almost sort of like like because you come from a eight-hour work week same with me like eight-hour work week like 
Eight-hour work, uh, work day. Yeah, work day. Uh, <laughs> been inside too long. Um, work day. And, um, you know, now it's the same type of thing, but a switch a little bit. Like you were just saying, like trying to adjust it to your own home is is a transitional thing more than a... It's more difficult to motivate yourself to wake up at 6.30 and... Uh, right. When you uh, have nowhere to go out or anything, like it's yeah. different. And in a way, it's healthy if you can, you know, to sleep in a little bit, sleep a little bit more and, mm-hmm. you know, but... It's dangerous to go too far and just right. not do anything. But at least if you keep like hours where you eat a bit scheduled, exactly, then things around are gonna start, you know, putting themselves in place. Like maybe you exercise a little bit in the morning, and then you know have a certain yeah. routine um, and goals. Mm-hmm. And like nowadays, everyone has a phone. Everyone can record themselves, put it on youtube or instagram or mm-hmm. people can make groups where they give each other um a goal you know a challenge yeah. and even i was thinking my students i used to do a concert at the end of the year for my students who are at home with me but then my students who are online mm-hmm. they couldn't really participate right and i'm thinking maybe this year we'll do a concert um with Zoom or something like that, you know, where everyone right. can play and then mm-hmm. <laughs> applaud and then the next yeah. person plays. And then exactly. it's kind of a social gathering, but mm-hmm. with what we can do right now, you right. know. And it's also a time, I think, to kind of like just, you know, spend, if you're practicing a lot and stuff like that and you don't have a teacher or you have a teacher, but now you're doing online lessons or you're not doing lessons anymore or you're just a person who's learning flute for fun, um, now you have you're opened up to a lot more free time, you know, but, you know, a lot of people, um, I think now need to kind of, like you were saying, set goals Yeah. and, you know, because of technology, we can now record ourselves more, make little concerts online or make concerts also for people at home. Maybe you're in a family at home that's stuck all together. Maybe make a concert for and, friends uh, or for your family. friends and stuff like that like yesterday i was talking to a friend who said his dad has uh, alzheimer's and he doesn't talk much anymore so he's like it's sad because i can't go and see him and be with him and on the phone it's weird to be on the phone with someone who doesn't talk and i was saying that would be a good idea to um do a skype or google duo or whatever <laughs> the mean you, you use yeah, you know exactly and play some he's a cellist and i was saying you could play some cello for him totally and it would make him very happy i'm sure you know to hear you and see you play mm-hmm. and yeah he doesn't talk but music is is this language that's mm-hmm. so deep that even with people with cognitive right issues they mm-hmm. still they still appreciate it yeah, and yeah. they still understand that language and mm-hmm. uh like you can't go and see the old people in your life, the older people in your life, that's mm-hmm. sad, but you can play music for them on a, you know, live for them and they won't feel as lonely. Mm-hmm. There's there's ways to use music, you know, this, it's such a therapeutic uh, thing. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, and uh, just uh, setting yourself up, you know, just to have things to do, you know, practicing just uh, the stuff you couldn't get to as well you know like yeah like you said this amount of free time and it's easy f- enough to like get caught up with the news and all those types of things and not having uh and destruct it sort of destructures you when you're not you know yeah thinking about 
because like let's say when i work a full week mm -hmm. as a as a teacher i, I then mm -hmm. i come back i have a few students and then i only have a limited amount of time to create so i use that time mm -hmm. now i have my whole day to create so it's easy to say oh i'll create mm -hmm. this afternoon mm -hmm. instead of this morning mm -hmm. or tonight instead of this afternoon right. and just postpone it so exactly yeah and maybe like taking lessons online mm -hmm. it works so well yeah. it can be a way to uh push you because let's say next saturday you have another lesson so right. you have to prepare things and it, it might be more motivating or make a group with friends and say yeah. you can have just one buddy and say uh next week i'm gonna play this for you yeah. and this way it's a it sets a goal for yourself exactly it doesn't yeah. even need to be a musician no Maybe your mom you know yeah <laughs> hey mom saturday i'm gonna call you and play in a study for you and yeah and I've, i've noticed even some people online especially like on instagram or even on youtube some people are doing little musical journals musical diaries and i encourage that too like you know it's cool to if you're really wanting to have a goal every day even if it's a scale or a tiny little piece or an etude or whatever you're doing and putting it out there or even just putting it for yourself and not even necessarily putting it online but like making a video recording so you have a little diary so you can be held a little bit of a accountable because like you said um not everybody has the luxury of having lessons or lessons online stuff like that so try to hold yourself accountable to your playing you know um mm -hmm. even if it's just warming up every day and you don't learn anything else like just you know try to push a little bit further each day and um try play for others if you can uh, whether it's in person or doing a live like you said a live thing you know between people it's easier with live right now it depends where you live it depends where you live yeah. you know and like doing live in front of your friends and stuff like that yeah. like people who are uh, people who are by in the video, house yeah. yeah by video as well yeah so um we're also doing our video thing hopefully soon with our second one of uh people sending in videos yeah little yeah. clips so we, we should do that yeah we're gonna soon. do that soon but you can also send us uh, links in the comments and that video or even in this video too uh send us a link of like your little playing and we'll evaluate it and we'll do a little reacting video for that so yeah what are you guys tips let's uh, see what else is everybody's talking here in the chat uh when working on oh this is a high register one again a lot of people ask us for high register uh video uh videos we have one but uh maybe there's some interesting uh, things what are good exercises for a high register that you do I think harmonics are amazing for harmonics, high register. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, what are harmonics? Okay, short so little you bit. play a low note like a C, yeah. like a low C, and then you can, um, without changing the fingering, you keep the fingering of the low C, you just change the way you blow, and mm -hmm. you get the other C, then mm -hmm. G, then the other C again, then the E, and then the G. Yeah, it's almost like so a... So you get yeah. an octave, then the right. fifth, then an octave again, yeah. then a third, then a fifth again. Yeah, would you say like it's a tiny bit like overblowing but it's a controlled overblowing a little bit to get to those to get to those types of notes or is it really you know blowing faster air with the same type of embouchure faster air yeah faster air i try to not move my embouchure too much yeah. in this air because i feel that very often people are overthinking the whole embouchure yes, thing right most of the time the your best note is uh You know, play your best note and check mm. your embouchure, and then it should stay pretty much similar mm -hmm. throughout your different registers. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, we have a video about uh, getting better notes in the high register, yeah. and I think I explain harmonics in that video. Mm -hmm. A little bit, I think and so. That's a good. That's my favorite exercise for uh, high notes. Mm -hmm. Also, I like practicing high notes piano because it's it really focuses the air. 
and some people like um some people like doing uh what is it uh whistle tones oh yeah whistle tones or wolf tones they're all around the same boat yeah cool and it's a lot about opening in the head you know for me yeah when i play head and voice a little bit singers talk a lot about that yeah a bit like when singers use their head voice and Mm -hmm. they make it resonate you have to open and um, move your soft palate up a little bit mm-hmm. and that helps a lot too instead of just ramming it at the flute you know yeah, yeah, with exactly. as much air as you can mm-hmm. it's like more openness i think mm-hmm. but it's all about um it's not just what you're doing it's how it's how you're doing it like if you're approaching um this as a scientific study almost or you know a observational study you play and you listen and you're like oh my sounds better here what have i done or oh it's not as good what have i done oh i'll do the opposite and figuring out how it feels mm-hmm. when it sounds good and making the connection that's going to be more efficient than doing this etude or this exercise um aimlessly you know right yeah aimless practice is a bit yeah try not it's to do that too like much yeah it's not about oh i did mindfulness it. It's done. really yeah but mm-hmm. how were you when you were doing exactly it, you know? george was saying here george diaz he says uh he always keeps his instrument out uh, throughout the day and uh at least five times uh i sit down and practice for a few minutes that's cool too that's cool try not to have it out where there's a window open because cross breezes can really rust up your flute <laughs> i've had a lot of people who lived in high-rise buildings and they had the window open on their piano uh, and the piano was also getting out of tune more, but their flute was on top of the piano and constant cross breeze made the the, the rods and everything rust shut. So you have to be very careful with uh, windows and stuff, but um, as long as you keep a controlled environment, everything will stay nice and lubed up on the flute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good tip. They'll leave the flute out sometimes. They leave it out where it's safe. But, yeah, because uh, yeah. if you keep it, like if you have to take it out it's yeah. true that when i was younger I, I would play piano and flute and it was e- it was easier to practice my piano because it was just there i would sit and play yeah and the flute i had to take it out and uh, yeah mm. exactly. extra steps yeah like it like it's just a, not even a minute but yeah, yeah. it's a psychological thing yeah, yeah exactly uh Surian, he wants to know uh He's playing Meditation by Thais or Thais, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because, uh, do you guys have any specific tips for that? Did we do that song yet? No. I don't think not so. Not yet. I but it's a it. very popular one. Yeah. Maybe we do a music video about that and also a playthrough. Yeah. Well, I <clears throat> it's written for violin, so maybe breathing yes. will be some, like, where you should put some of your time. Where are you going to breathe? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, there's intervals yeah. that you know going from low to high and yeah exactly so maybe you know um air airspeed will be something too and legato there's a lot of legato so Mm -hmm. air support so that each note is as if there was something between each note okay yeah yeah, makes sense there's air in between the Mm -hmm. notes uh that would be my recommendation yeah that's a lovely piece i think everybody should learn that piece it's very approachable very good and vibrato you know because it's very expressive but you don't want to do a mechanic vibrato that's always the Mm -hmm. same you want to you know um use it as a expressive tool Mm -hmm. thea i think thea is talking to luke but uh they're wondering uh she's wondering if there are any hard pieces out there that they can learn like advanced pieces i think 
question yeah there's a lot of pieces out there <laughs> that there's are, a lot of advanced yeah pieces. there's like car gallery etudes are pretty tough if you don't know those those are all pretty good and the last one's really tough but um, etudes are pieces i think anything that's tough i guess but that's just one but like there's a lot there's of pieces. some of I mean, anderson's uh, studies yeah. um oh, some yeah. of the opuses are pretty interesting interesting and, uh, and difficult yeah pieces there's a lot of pieces them. like jolivet mm-hmm yeah, the five is something yeah. else. If you want to work on that, we have it just practicing about yeah. this one. All the French book is yeah. pretty advanced. It's true. And all like Tac Tac Chevelli is very tough for flint piano. Like if you, you should find stuff that's also duo ensembles, you know, not just solo. The because Prokofiev Sonata. Yeah, Prokofiev Sonata. It's, those a, are. it's beautiful and it's... Uh, but I don't know what you mean by advanced, yeah, you know? I know, exactly. There's just like that whole repertoire that's all very... yeah. Well, write us down and Thea, you're in the chat. Let us know what else, uh, how hard do you want the pieces? <laughs> and you can check, you know, um, on the, is it, is it available on the website of the Royal Conservatory of Toronto? Um, you know, their program. So they have, I don't each know, maybe they might have a PDF of their, yeah, there's the Royal Conservatory and there's also like the British one too, all the Abrams or whatever. They all have, I think, a PDF possibly of all the grade levels uh, and pieces they've selected for those grade levels. Yeah, you can so check that can give it. you an idea. Even yeah. if you don't do the grades, at least you know, oh, I, oh, I think I'm in this in level, this level yeah. approximately, and that can give you ideas it of can what really to help. practice. It's true. Uh, and and they haven't changed through the decades. Like, they've added a couple pieces. So if you find an old PDF, it's still pretty relevant. So, yeah. Uh, Amiri wants to know, if you could learn one more instrument, what would it be and why? Hmm. Well, I'm starting to learn all the other whistles, like all the other flutes, and yeah. we're going to try to do some videos about you trying to learn it and stuff like that. So um, more like Celtic instruments for me. Like I want to maybe learn con concertina one day and all those types of like rhythm type of things because my rhythm's good, but I would like to learn other types of things that would help my rhythm even more. Although flute would help me. Playing flute more would help my rhythm as well. But, you know, what about you? Um, I would like maybe to learn... Um guitar like not just like basic chords i know a little bit but i'm not very good at it just to be able to sing little tunes right you know yeah, yeah. that can be fun and um yeah mm -hmm. yeah that, that's that's pretty cool and it's yeah. transportable you know because sometimes i i have a children's choir and i accompany them on the piano but it's not as transportable mm -hmm. and a guitar you can look at them more easily while yeah. you're doing it i was thinking it could be an interesting way exactly to work with kids yeah because i like working i like i like teaching and yeah yeah exactly uh scarab we skipped a couple questions but we'll go back to them but this is actually a pretty good one scarab wants to know do you have any suggestions for recording a flute so that it still has a good sound we're actually going to be doing a video series about recording at home and having a record you know a recording studio at home for very little and um gonna have some tips about how we do it and stuff but uh it's very um easy once you know it and um you know a lot of people have different types of ways to do it with a condenser microphone or with a, a short condenser microphone or with a dynamic microphone um it all depends on whether or not you want to use it for video recording purposes as well or do you just want to make uh audio recording so you can have two different types of setups for that or just one so you don't have to worry about that too much um but in general like there's um flutes one of the easiest instruments in fact all musical wind instruments are really um easy i think 
to record because they don't require any type of like mixing too much or anything like that. Just like maybe adding reverb and, you know, cutting frequencies that are not there. And that does boost up the flute more. But we'll be making a video very shortly about that, about how to kind of teach everybody and how to kind of invest in a little bit of gear, but maybe also um, using just the gear that you have. And, uh, you know, you can record with the $100 microphone and make good, good music. And as long as you have a nice quiet space um, and an, an ordinary computer, you can do a lot of stuff with that. But, uh, yeah, uh, we use short condenser microphones, if that makes any sense for people. But we're going to do visual aids about that uh, in our videos. So, yeah. But it's very approachable. Um, even some people record with their iPhones and stuff. And there's a lot of, like, really good gear out there now. And you said there's um, microphones that you can plug in so that you get a better sound from your iPhone or Yeah, there's a iPad. lot. Yeah, if you have an iPad or even if you don't have a laptop or if you, you know, you can plug into your headphone jack. Sometimes there's some microphones that can really do some interesting stuff. So you can really keep it super minimal, super short, you know, just for your own pleasure. But if you want to take it up a notch, there are some microphones, like I said, like so there's $100 microphones out there that can really do an excellent, excellent mm -hmm. job. Uh, we use them. We use also very expensive microphones, but we use also cheap ones because we want to kind of get stuff going and we know how to mix and uh, and master our sounds. So, yeah, everything you've heard is very uh, that you've heard online that we've made is uh, with very affordable gear. Just time and patience and this, also the space you're in. If you're in a loud space, no microphone is going to make you sound good because mm -hmm. you're in a loud space. So you have to really be observant of your sound, what's uh, causing noise in your room, etc. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. there'll and be a you video. Can, you can put things to. Um, yep, you can put blankets, but again, that's yeah. investment. You can also just use regular blankets. You can put. I just noticed somebody did a good tip yesterday. I saw in a music video somebody was tapping their foot, and they put a pillow like subconsciously, and they put a pillow underneath their foot so that it would absorb it, so it wouldn't come out in the recording. Because they were in a very um, yeah active, big space big that space. was yeah exactly it would have been disturbing it would have been disturbing so like that's a quick way to kind of suppress a sound because you can't get rid of that habit you know so yeah uh, hopefully that helps Sarah Chen how did you mens how do you memorize all your scales without getting them confused major minor pentatonic whole tone scales okay uh, mm -hmm. maybe don't start by trying to learn them by heart all of them at once but yeah. Also, there's a logic to the scales. So once you understand the logic, then it's not that much about learning them by heart. Right. Um, so maybe you should um, study theory or get a theory book. Like there's one that's pretty good. I think it's upstairs. Oh, yeah. Uh, but um, what's... Reichert? I don't know. There's so many no, books. No, a we theory have so book. book. Theory book. Oh, my. There's a lot of theory books out there. Barbara Warren or something like that. Okay. Barbara Warren? Barbara Warren. Yeah, something like that. We'll put it links in the comments for that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, or in the she, um, like, the, that book is pretty good and well explained, but, like, you have an order of in which the sharps come in and the flats come in, and then there's tricks, you know, to remember. Mm -hmm. And you should start by just learning your major scales by heart, all the sharps and then all the flats, and then knowing them well and then right. you start learning the minors because they're attached to a major yeah. and you know go by steps like that mm -hmm. and also you can use your ear because it's always what uh, tone tone semitone tone 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 semitone it always yeah. sounds the same so you right. can always like make us uh, both you know yeah. understanding the theory and using your ear yeah 
And uh, once you're very comfortable with those scales, then you add. Yeah. Because I feel that sometimes we try to learn by heart without um, without any understanding. Right. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. Sometimes I try to do one scale looking at the music and then one time that same scale turned around and not looking at the music, then go back and l see it, yeah. see where I messed up and then get to the point that you don't even have to look at the music anymore. Just slowly like look up and just listen instead of... But you can be like, okay, A major, I have F, C, yeah, G Yeah, then you can start doing okay. that. Totally. Then you start playing it. Yeah, that's a very good Maybe way of thinking about it Maybe just one octave at first because yeah. like, again, if you're trying get just to octave. memorize it, one octave and then when you're comfortable with it, you can do two octaves. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Cool. Uh, somebody else was saying a little bit about scales, like gain mastery of scales. Yeah, basically what we were just saying, you know. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah. you know, instead of trying to do too many scales in at once, mm -hmm. pick one and yeah. repeat it for 10, 20 minutes. Exactly. Until it becomes super easy. Yeah. Uh, because if you just uh, do all your scales. Yeah. And, you're, you know, if you want to get speed, it's repeating it. Exactly. For whole week and then at one point just let it go learn yeah. a new one and you'll come back to yeah. it you know yeah or maybe every time you let's say if, like someone like uh, the person who was saying that he practices or she practices five times a day maybe every time you pick up your flute you do that scale right first if that's your goal because it, uh, research has shown that it's even more efficient if you want to learn something to do it very often than a long time at once so if you do 20 minutes at once or if you do five minutes four times it's going to mm -hmm. be more efficient five minutes four times mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah that can be uh, because every time you have to go back to that knowledge mm -hmm. and the little link in your brain gets right. stronger and stronger exactly yeah and you'll never run out of scales too so take your time with them um also like there's so many deviations of different scales and you know seconds thirds fourths eventually you can do I feel all types of different things i feel like scales that. arpeggios and scales in thirds you're in good you're in 90 percent like 90 percent like, worth of music is like that like, almost yeah after yeah. that you take your pieces and whatever's not that you'll learn it like yeah. fast and yeah. that's it the yeah. rest you'll be and you'll notice your sight reading will get incredibly better yeah because instead of yeah. seeing each note you'll be oh it's a scale in third in f major yeah. scale in third oh, okay cool yeah you'll be thinking of that very fast as you're going you instead know instead of pretty reading everything exactly and yeah yeah uh, what else do we got here? A lot of questions. This is great. Thanks, everybody. Uh, oh, yeah. So Thea, she wants to know that the person about the pieces, um, things with different rhythms and weird key signatures and pieces that are generally hard and fast, too. Again, like the Cargellerts are like some of the most craziest etudes that uh, have been created that have constant changes all the time. And those are good ones. If you want to do like Barrio, Barrio Sequenza is a big solo oh, piece. Yeah. That's hard. If you want hard, that's hard. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, In contemporary music, there's a lot, a lot of, of contemporary music. music. Yeah. Yeah. It's very difficult. Yeah. Very often. So, like, um, Le Merle Noir is very beautiful. Yeah. That's nice. That's a nice piece. By, um, by uh, Messiaen. Messiaen. Yeah. There's a lot uh, of stuff out there. Yeah. You know, there's the Five Incantations by Jolivet. Those are approachable too. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a whole entire like video about hard pieces or something or playing the hardest piece. I know Cassandra's song is one of the hardest pieces ever made for flute. I think it's by Brian uh, something. I can't remember. But it's pretty tough. Uh, Cassandra's dream song. Yeah, I think that's what that is. Anyways, so hopefully that helps. Uh, what else do we got here? I've been working on a piece of music on and off for about two months. I really want to complete it, but my motivation is draining. How have you ever experienced that, Sarah Chen? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Sure. Sometimes it's good to take a break and come back later. Yeah. Let it sink in. Yeah. Um, I try to learn something new, and then go back to it. Yeah. Not just leaving everything alone, like from my flute playing, but I like. No, no, but yeah, exactly. For me, I mean, yeah. You let go of that piece, and then you come back to it later. Th I don't mean you stop playing the flute altogether. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, just because sometimes we get kind of tired of a piece. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can also record yourself, I think. Sometimes it's also um, we over-analyze our playing and then we're over-critical of our playing. And um, yeah, mm -hmm. you know. So maybe you sound better than you think. You should listen yeah. to yourself. Listen to yourself. It's so true. And maybe true. play with a recording Yeah. so that uh, you're not as self-aware. You're letting yourself being... Uh, um, how do you say mm -hmm. like uh, you kind of follow along yeah and that can give you some some ideas musically mm -hmm. that can mm -hmm. give you some uh, um you know that things will be more smooth right and more um fluid mm -hmm. some fluidity because sometimes we tend to uh, uh, stop that will give you an idea also of where because sometimes we practice too much we practice the things that we already know maybe just Record yourself, yeah. figure out which are the spots that don't sound good and mm -hmm. practice only those for right. a while. And then go yeah. back to playing the whole thing. Yeah. You don't need to practice from start to end mm -hmm. every day, every time. Exactly. If if it's only... Sometimes it's two, three bars that are very tough. Yeah. Just practice those exactly. as an, even as a technical exercise. Mm -hmm. And start another piece on the side. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully that helps. Like I know one thing, I think it's you that do that, does that sometimes, but you play the endings. You play from the from the end then back you I know because the end tends to be really like dramatic i, I and want awesome. my endings to sound as good, good as my yeah you know if i'm playing a concert and you start and then <laughs> no i want everything to be as known and if i'm tired mm -hmm. all the time when i practice the ending i'm not learning as efficiently so yeah sometimes i start from the end yeah, or sometimes yeah. i write down where i stopped this mm -hmm. way the next day i start from where i was yeah exactly uh, we'll do a couple more questions. So if you have any questions, be sure to leave them in the comments. We'll do about three, four more questions. But this has been a great podcast so far. It's pretty awesome. Um, hopefully, maybe we'll do another one even before the next month. Maybe we'll, because we'll have more <laughs> time. Yeah. So if the, if you guys want more, let us know in the comments about that too. Um, the best way to, uh, Ariana wants to know the best way to get rid of unattractive throat noise while playing. Like, uh, hmm. Does it, is it like, oh, uh, when you, uh, maybe there is sometimes noise. Have you ever come across that with students? Not that much. Maybe mm. your throat, when it opens. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It opens kind of too much and then it goes. Yeah, maybe know? it does something. Or it's huh. too close. I think it probably has something to do with the way you uh, blow your air. But is it like a, a voice sound? Because if it's a voice sound, yeah. then it's your vocal cords that are being used yeah, maybe sing in your flute and feel how it's yeah what it is and then this way you'll know what you're yeah. doing because maybe you're not aware try to sing in your flute we have a video about singing, how to yeah. sing in your flute that's very good for your sound but totally. then after that uh you might figure out oh i'm using my vocal cords when yeah. i don't want to and mm -hmm. you'll have more control over it if right. you do it consciously instead yeah. of just it starting by itself uh, if not, it might be not enough air for the throat opening or, you know, and then mm -hmm. it, yeah, there's nothing to keep it open. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, you have to start practicing being more open with your throat because you could be it could be just a tightening, like you said. Could like be a tightening. Yeah. Maybe it's the vibrato. Yeah. Maybe it's the way you vibrate that makes your throat tighten up and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So really practice that. Maybe check yeah. our video about vibrato because yeah. I don't know if I heard you. Maybe I'd be like, oh, it's just a vibrato. Yeah, we don't know. Or yeah, maybe exactly. It's, yeah. But exactly. Yeah. Um, brr, what else do we got here? We got um. What happens if you switch it from a different instrument? We don't know that one. Oh, what is the hardest piece of music you ever played? Adam wants to know. What's the hardest piece you ever had to kind of go through? You played a lot of Stockhausen. I played a lot of tough pieces. Yeah, Stockhausen <laughs> you played. That's tough. Uh, yeah. I played a concerto uh, with an orchestra uh, oh, a while yeah, ago. That thing. It was, and there were a lot of multiphonics, so mm. I had to work pretty hard on those. It's and you're playing with orchestra too, so imagine trying to get that in in sync with everything. Yeah, yeah. and it was uh, not my first concerto, but my second one or something like that. So, mm -hmm. and it was my first with a professional orchestra, so it was a bit more mm -hmm. uh, stressful. That was something. Uh, when I did my masters, I played. Um, oh my god, what was it? Um, it was uh, Na Nataraja mm -hmm. by Jonathan Harvey. That was something. And you had to s switch from alto flute to flute to uh, oh, so switching piccolo, back and forth. Wow. And you had to do some movements. And mm -hmm. that was... Uh, like I did a lot of cool pieces that were pretty difficult. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Mm. Um, Ariano, she's kind of saying like starting to talk. And she's like when she's playing... It's like she's feeling like she's constantly like talking almost to the point when she's blowing, you know. So maybe so it's her in. vocal cords yeah. that are being used. Used, yeah. Instead of just being open and oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, like that's the sensation, but you're not necessarily doing that. The voice, you're not carrying that sound <laughs> with you. So maybe it's the vocal cords that are involved. So try to yeah. sing in your flute and see what it's what it feels like and then not sing in your flute and see what it feels like. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, play with uh, different types of. But air, maybe yeah, you're yeah. trying to open your throat a lot, but you're using your vocal cords instead because there's not enough air in the back to support that opening. Yeah. Because like if you Tight have throat. this much mm -hmm. opening and then there's only this much air, the mm -hmm. throat is gonna. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I feel. Mm -hmm. Am I like? It could be just yeah, like you were saying, like sort of. It. it I feel it's I'm really not a tight doctor, throat. But I feel it's really tight throat stuff. So like working on just being open and, and calm when you're playing and just letting because calm, throat and, then, and air support have to work together yes, they actually yes, and there's exactly. probably something even in the throat e either it's not open enough or there's not enough air in sure. the back to mm -hmm. keep it there mm -hmm. or yeah. you're involving your vocal cords without noticing mm -hmm. yeah. yeah or it could also be the the vibrato because mm -hmm. some people tend to you know use the throat mm -hmm. <laughs> as a to start the vibrato maybe yeah. if you do vibrate try to slow down your vibration so right. you can really control it and then you can bring it back up uh -huh. once you're comfortable with it tasha wants to know what is the best brand name to buy flute brand name she needs a new flute there's not really a, a top brand name there's dozens of great flute makers you can use our code tfc with the flute center of new york at flutes4 the number four sale.com they can send you some flutes. You can try them out. Um, you know, we have a couple videos about different flutes because uh, we we're not biased to one no. particular flute. We play 
a particular flutes, like, but there are a lot of great flutes maybe, out there. Maybe um, check your price range yeah. and go on their website, yeah. flutesforsale.com, and then um, or call them. Yeah. And uh, check with your your price range, yeah. the brands that yeah. are there, and maybe have yeah, a yeah. one Yamaha, one uh, Powell, one, one uh, another one, whatever. Whatever, and try them. Yeah. For for your price range, yeah. and then you can send back the ones yeah, that you don't, you don't want. want. Yeah, exactly. Because it's really about how you feel with the flute, yes. how you sound with the flute. Yeah. And some people get a bit. Um, well, first of all, like Flute Center of New York, they only carry the most reputable flutes so you're only getting the best flutes so you're not getting sub 500 dollars no. or whatever flutes you know and that might be catch a lot of people off guard but that's the investment you need to make for a particular type of flute that will last and also uh will need less repair and will need uh, a lot of flutes are have general um repair parts so it gets a little cheaper which is good too for repairing um but as uh, price goes higher Things get more handmade, more particular. Yeah. So be willing to invest all that money, like you were saying. Set a budget, but also that budget's going to kind of pass over every year, year by year, a little bit. You know, like what you're going to pay $2,000 for a flute, but you're going to do a repair for three to $500 every two, three years because things wear out. Yeah, yeah. So you, you have gotta, to also you have, have a budget prepared. to, you have to maintain budget your flute. Yeah, maintain. That's, don't put those everything are two and two together. In buying it, and then you don't have money to maintain it. And then you don't it, repair you know? it in 30 years, yeah. and then you're never, you're actually going to have to buy a new flute probably because everything's so worn out and bent yeah. that it's just not possible. Things bend if you don't maintain things them. Things bend and, and wear out. The poor repair technician can't yeah. do much for you uh, if you yeah. wait too long. Yeah, bending and also wearing out because there's friction on all the keys and they're just rubbing and rubbing on particular places, and that material is just going out into the ether. And thanks to everyone who used our code TFC oh, yeah, so because it helps us out yeah. and it gives you some perks like longer warranty and all and yeah. things like that. And you get and the so thank yeah. you so much. We we really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, we get that grateful. a lot. Yeah, and you can also yeah. call them too. They're all flutists there. Just mention our code and they'll help you out with whatever you need there. Still, I think I think they're still shipping stuff out right now. It's just nobody's allowed to go to the store, but you can definitely call them and email them, and they're still open. They're still sending stuff out as of the 29th of March. Yeah, um, and yeah, like they, they're they're great there. They're they're very helpful. What else do we got here? Have you guys ever had an embouchure change? Early, yeah, yeah, yeah I did. because I was yeah. doing um like an umbrella with my upper lip at one point, and I had to change that and bring uh -huh. my upper lip closer to my teeth. Um, yeah, that's something. Mm. And also at one point I was smiling a little bit. I had to bring it down. Um, yeah, I feel that we made a, we made a video about how to change your embouchure. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't get crazy because at first it's going to sound worse before it sounds better. Oh, sure. It, I have an analogy for that. Like it says if you were on the highway and then, uh, you're progressing and then at one point the highway stops you can't go further because of your embouchure or something you have to change in your playing. And you have a choice to stay there or maybe go back on your feet. And yeah, it's going to sound a bit worse for a while, but then find another path and then continue to move forward, you know? Sometimes in order to move forward, you have to move back a little to find another road. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's just a temporary thing that, and like, but you have to be careful as well because some teachers make uh, students change embouchure for good reasons. And sometimes some people uh, can kind of mess up your embouchure mm -hmm. if it already sounds good. And, and um, because some people have 
very strict ideas of what a flute embouchure should be like. like right. Some teachers want it to be completely centered. And very great flutists play on the side. Some very yeah, great flutists true. have a side embouchure and yeah, have an amazing tone. Yeah. And I, I think it's dangerous to change that. Personally, yeah. I'm not sure I would change a side embouchure. I knew a lot of people with those and they played perfectly fine. My first teacher was amazing. Super nice sound yeah, sure. and had a side embouchure. Yeah. And you could lose a lot of time and you can lose your yes. sound. Yeah. You have to so rebuild. you really mm -hmm. have to be... Um, confident in your teacher mm -hmm. make sure you have a good teacher if someone's telling you to change your embouchure make sure it's someone that you really trust mm -hmm. because it's still like i don't want to harm people or anything but it's still kind of a dangerous thing to do like yeah. it's it's tricky so you yeah. have to be in good hands that's yeah. all i'm gonna say yeah. you have to make sure you're in good hands when you do that yeah and if that teacher has had other students have had that type of problem try to it find them and talk to them about it too like really know like to get more understanding yeah did it help them or, yeah or is it just a loss of time yes because we our time is very very short so you want to kind of use that as maximum as you can yeah and if you're getting the results you want i always say don't fix it but you know just be because aware like, <laughs> if you stop all your growth yeah in everything else like technique and everything if you stunt that growth just to change an embouchure that was already sounding good and you didn't have any pain or anything, and uh, in the end, you don't even sound better, but, oh, at least it looks good because you're centered. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Did you really put your time in the right place? Exactly. So, like, it's case by case. Yeah. That, like, it can be very good and it can be bad. <laughs> yeah. It's a case by case exactly. type of thing um hopefully that helps starry wants to know what advice would you give to a semi-beginner flute player wow semi-beginner not semi-advanced but semi-beginner what's a semi-beginner that's amazing i've never heard of that i term. think semi-beginner could be uh, someone who um knows a couple of fingerings but maybe not all of them right. is not comfortable with all the notes mm -hmm. uh, like scales and sight reading i don't know Someone who knows a little bit or someone who played another instrument before mm -hmm. or someone who played and kind of forgot and goes back to it. Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. That would be a semi-beginner. Um, well, our flute, our our flute, flute method, method is yeah. pretty good. People like it. Yeah. And we're very proud of it. And um, even if you're not a real beginner, it's good to go back from the beginning oh. and, and build on that. Yeah. And right now, I will work on this follow up you mm -hmm. know on the second book so that yeah. people who finish the first one can Move continue because some people are finishing it now yeah you know, so, so i have to uh, work on that you gotta start pushing it yeah this and, week and, i yeah. have to push <laughs> myself tell us in the comments uh on all of our videos emily work on the intermediate book yeah tell I, them. I she reads be, all the comments i can be lazy uh so i have to work on that yeah. and uh that can be good because yeah. it gives you like um step-by-step -step exercises that build on each other and that can mm. help a lot. If not, like a good teacher is going to organize your practice and you don't need to have a lesson every week. Yeah. And you can find ways that are not as expensive yeah. if, if it's something that's uh, difficult for you. Exactly. And you can check that book and method, all of our sheet music and everything. We're actually going to add some sheet music soon, uh, new arrangements and everything of a lot of the music that we've played already, that you've played and stuff. Uh, but you can go to Musigy, M-O-U-S-O-G-Y.com. Uh, uh, com, and that's where the method is you can buy the book or you can buy just the pdf with all the package and everything like that but you can also buy the physical book as well but that's where all of our 
goods uh, are there, all of yeah, our stuff. and we're going to add more and more things yep. there. Yeah, very soon, actually. Like so last week, we put out... Um, the 24th Caprice by yeah. Paganini, and it's my own Oh, yeah, it's your own transcription, yeah. So I'm going to put, put that it down. out there because it's not, like, yeah. if you want to play that specific transcription, exactly. it's not out there, so we are going to put it we out might there. Put the, yeah, I mean, perhaps we might put some practice tips in there as well and yeah. stuff like that. We're going to make it a little and tiny eventually package. eventually, I'll probably Do transcribe all of them. All yeah. of them. Yeah. But, like... 24 hours a day yeah and uh yeah um renato wants to know when i play the lower register on the flute i get a better sound if i put the back of my tongue between mm, the back of my teeth and the tip behind the front down of my teeth what is your opinion about it is that right so you put your tongue in the bottom of your mouth i guess so front down of the teeth oh probably front down like Maybe the tip of your bottom of your teeth? No, the front. So the top of your front, the the front of your bottom teeth. Yeah. Like at the top of your bottom teeth and the tongue between the back, my back teeth. Yeah. So you're kind yeah. of putting your tongue oh at the bottom of the mouth. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a good thing because if... If the tongue is in the way of the air, mm -hmm. and the air has to kind of roll a bit slower when mm -hmm. you play it low, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, my one of my teacher would always tell me to keep my tongue low when mm -hmm. I was playing, so it was not in the way of the air. Yeah, okay. So I think it's a good thing to do that. Yeah, and if it sounds good, it's probably like you're probably right, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I do that too. I keep my tongue low when I play uh, low notes, but like I, I think I keep my tongue low pretty much. Oh, like I don't know. You mm -hmm. don't want the tongue to be in the way. No, you don't exactly. Uh, what else do we got here? Maybe one more, two more questions. What do you think about starting a classical? Oh, uh, Mocha wants to know what do you think about starting a classical music career as an adult? Um, a, if you want to talk about traditional classical music career. Um, that's kind of dwindling, but the new way of making your own classical music career as an adult is completely possible in the digital world. Yeah, and there are so many ways to have a nice career as a musician. Yep. Like, sometimes we tend to think there's only orchestra, you know? But if you like teaching, there's teaching. If you... Want to be a recording artist, uh, you, you can, can be a recording artist. You can artist. record everything. Yeah. You can record very easily. You can, oh, yeah. And you don't have to be able to play everything. You have no. to be able to play well what you want to play. What you want to play, yeah. So even if, if you're not able to play a Chandelinos by yeah. Jolivet, who cares yeah. in a way? If you can play well the things that you want to play. Yeah. Like uh, when I was a student, I played a lot of weddings. Those yeah. things, they, it's nice. Yeah, totally. It's a nice atmosphere. And you're paid pretty well. You don't yeah. have to play very difficult things. Yeah. People want... Things. Exactly, and that's a way to to make a living as yep. a musician, playing corporate things, yep. playing what people like to hear. Um, yeah. It doesn't need to be super difficult, and then you can record so many beautiful things. Right. You can you can uh, yeah. compose your own music. You can. Yeah. So I would worry more about just creating stuff and not worry about things like maybe finding an agent or a manager and all those things that are going to cost more money, but really just output all your creativity on something on a medium so that you just create what you want to create so that you show everybody what you have to offer and um because you want to make it a career you want to make it make of uh you know you want to have a salary from that you want to have money from yeah. that so you want to 
uh, assert your own value, you know? And, and there's also, I think, a place for different types of people and there's a place for everyone. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be like others, but you can ask yourself, what do I have that's special that people would want, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's about that. And then you'll you'll get better by doing it as well. Yeah. The more you do it, the better you'll get at it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so, and like yeah. being a... A continual state of learning, you know, mm -hmm. taking lessons and and uh, reading and all that stuff. It can be a very good yeah. way to move exactly. forward. Yeah. But like, ask yourself, what's what's my place in in all that? Right, and also that you just have your own unique voice. I would just think about my own unique voice and what are my yeah. inspirations, and think less of other of, of of what's out there, and just like you were saying, what you have the off what you have to offer. You yeah, know? that's uh, special. That's, that's it. yours. It is you special, know? and inherently, we it all is special. Have yeah, something totally to offer that's yeah. our own. And yeah. even like when I play something or record something or play in concert, and I feel oh maybe better flutists than me have played that before. Yeah, who cares? They're not me. They don't have my voice. They have their voice. Yeah. We all have a different totally. voice. We, I yeah, it's like it's not a competition. Yeah. It's about everyone's unique voice yeah and just just to kind of wrap that one up is like you know there's different echelons in a career of music you know just like shorthand it's like there's orchestra gigging soloist uh, doing just gigs in your own city teacher you know and then 20 other things you know there's so many different options you can do a bunch of them you can and just do they're one not echelons for me they're just different they're just different things. levels it's not echelon but they're just different categories you know yeah. that can be mixed and matched and yeah. uh you know because it can be overwhelming for some people to be like i want to start a career but where do i which one do i go to you can try a bunch of both but again just focus on creating focus on putting stuff out there whether it's on youtube whether it's on instagram whether it's something so that people know what your voice is and that uh, you can play and all those types of things like that. Anyways, yeah. So hopefully that helps. We might make a cool video about that if you have any more questions about that. It's a very cool topic because we get a lot of, of that. Uh, people want to know. So Syrian wants to know, do we want to do a two-set collab? Uh, yeah, well, they haven't reached out to us. If you want to have us work with two-set, message them on their comment sections, all of you. Go and do that. <laughs> we have 33 people watching. Go on to set and say, hey, work with uh, us. It'd be cool to have some fun with them. They were supposed to be here in Montreal for their tour, but I think their tour is canceled. Yeah, probably. Probably. So, uh, but that, uh, so we can do something remotely. So they're very funny. Yeah. Very cool. We're not that funny, but that's okay. <laughs> they're their own voice. We have our own voice. We have our own voice. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what else? One or two more questions. I know I've always been saying that, but I think that's almost everything uh that works what do we got here super i'm always looking for a question mark there aren't any more so that's good cool uh but before let's just wrap up with a little bit of things and if there's some questions we'll answer one more but uh yeah you know if um you want online lessons our online studio is now open so it's always been open but now we're getting more people to request to have online lessons with you via skype or google duo or uh, zoom any of those types of things you can uh you know, you can do hour lesson, half hour lesson. You can do them once a week. You can do them any way you want. And you can email us. Um, like any, not in any way I meant uh, any time. Like you can do it. You don't have to do it weekly. No. It's no, open. No. It's open. Like most yeah. most of the time people get a bundle of a couple of yeah. lessons. And then they 
we just schedule one exactly. and then we're like, when do you want your next lesson? Exactly, like, yeah. We're pretty open about the scheduling. Yeah, so you can email us at info at thefluechannel.com and uh, we can get you all the details for that. Um, now the schedule is a bit more open, so we can have a little bit more, you know, during the day, there's a lot of more uh, scheduling is a little bit easier this time around because of the, the lockdown. So if you feel like you yeah, want to have lessons... Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm at home a bit more, so I yeah, have exactly. more time for yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, also, our method, if you want to go to musigy.com, M-O-U-S-O-G-Y.com, that's where your beginner method is, which has been so selling very, very well. And we've been getting a lot of good feedback from that. And the second book is coming for an intermediate. But those are 15 beginner lessons, the first real kind of 15 lessons you kind of do with beginner students to get them on a really solid foundation after those 15 months. So you can check that out. It's very affordable. We're actually keeping the price... Uh, at the its holiday rate still uh because of the lockdown we want people to be able to afford this and be able to go and get the, uh the training that they need because uh you know we uh, there's different uh people are in different oper different situations and we're trying to yeah. be accommodating to everybody i think it's a good way to learn on your own yes like it can be used by a teacher too totally uh, yeah. but if you are learning on your own i think it's a i try to make it so yeah. that it's a possible thing to do and exactly it, it's also um it's held by itself yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like things are explained so that you you should uh, understand everything yeah and plus anyways like we're reachable so we didn't have any questions no. yeah. from people who bought the book yet like oh i don't get this concept because i think no explained yeah the concept i think well. no we've had just but positive comments in fact like yeah we're not uh it's not like you buy okay. a book at the <laughs> at the bookstore and then you can't well, reach can't the author the, can't you go know, to the bookstore anymore yeah can't go to the bookstore anymore no, but yeah but you know what i mean like we're reachable yeah, yeah we're too, reachable so. too yeah it's really you're you're anything you you buy from us or anything like that you're directly uh helping us and we're also like you said accessible uh through the the channel and through the show and through all those types of things and through email um so yeah and then if you want, uh, what's the other thing? If you find our stuff uh, useful and you want to help us out in any way, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the flute channel. You can tip us every month and that money goes to us right away and helps us produce more content, helps us do all types of different things. So you can go to patreon.com slash the flute channel and you can also message us there. We, uh, some people choose to donate there and also ask us questions directly there. So we usually check up on that every day and answer questions uh, to these uh, patrons so those patrons that we have on patreon and past patrons and future patrons we're very grateful for all that you do uh and also i think there's the shop so you can go to uh, uh shop.flutechannel.com and that's where all of our merch are like our physical merch our shirts and uh posters like our our fingering chart all those things um people are getting them in the mail pretty normal right now still there's uh, not many delays in particular parts of the world but um you can go there and go to shop.theflutechannel.com and that definitely helps us out immensely too and yeah so that's pretty much it i don't see any other question marks maybe i do um have we played oh we played some pieces yeah have you ever played de aberesque by debussy yes we have i think i think we played it once isn't it for piano yeah it is oh so not that one i'm confusing with gobert there's probably an arrangement oh yeah there's probably an arrangement i love that piece yeah it's pretty good and what else do we got here i think that's it 
Yeah. Thanks, everybody. So, yeah, we do this every month. Uh, we're going to try maybe maybe we'll do another one in between. Uh, maybe we'll do it twice a, week, twice a month. We'll see. maybe we'll do another Just Practicing. Oh, yeah. We haven't, we haven't done, done Just in Practicing in a, a while, too. I was yeah. a bit tired, but now... Now you're not. Back. Yeah, now you're coming back. Exactly. Back, baby. Yeah, exactly. But we got some <laughs> new music videos coming out soon too, and some tutorials. And there's a lot of content coming out uh, next month or two, and obviously in the future. So uh, stay tuned for those things. If you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, also, please uh, go on Apple Podcasts and leave a review for us. It helps us immensely for the podcasting uh, situation. So if you go and leave us a review, a written review, maybe we'll also read it out in the next podcast. Or feature you on uh, Instagram and stuff like that. But uh, go on Apple Podcasts in your country. Leave us a review. That definitely does help us out a lot. And also recommend this podcast to another musician. You know, we love having different musicians here. Uh, we get people from not just flutists, but pianists and violinists, whatever. Um, it's a great place on the channel and on the podcast that we get to all communicate with each other and go through this whole thing together of uh, learning music and learning music <laughs> in quarantine. <laughs> yeah. You know, so... Yeah. Thanks, everybody. I really, really appreciate it so much. Take care. Bye. Bye.